0: Hi guys, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real, again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, uh, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can, um, as we continue to serve our Lord. Um, again on this episode we have another special guest, um, but before I let him introduce himself, um, again just some quick information about the podcast, you can find it um, on Facebook, uh, just look up my name Jordan Pugh, you can find the link there, um, you can also find it all, anywhere you can get your podcasts, you know it's so a Spotify, Uh, the Apple podcast app. And then also if you're on Google, um, we're also on Google podcasts um, as well. So anywhere you can get your podcast, you can find when the scriptures become real. Um, And if you also want to find the video portion of it, um, that'll be on YouTube. Uh, Just look up when the scriptures become real on YouTube, and then you'll find my page there and you'll find all the links and videos uh, on there as well. Uh, So again, like I said before, uh, we have a special guest on this episode, and I'd like him to introduce himself to you guys.
1: Hi, um, I'm Andy Barbeau. Um, I'm a member at Desoto Church Christ in uh, Desoto, Missouri. Um, I've worked uh, as their youth intern uh, several years ago, and um, just happy to be uh, happy to be here today. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: No, I'm happy that Andy's on. <laughs> I know um, we've known each other since high school, oh, right? Yeah. So it's oh, it's yeah. been on, and it, it was nice because the high school that Andy and I went to was a big high school. It used to be a college. So we had, I think we had like a bunch in our graduating class. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of kids. So it was nice to know out of all of those kids that there was another Christian there, you know, in the school. And so Andy and I have gotten close over the years. And uh, after school, then I came back. And then I know he went to free, right? And then he came back. So everything's kind of coming full circle here. So I'm glad that Andy uh, can be on with us today. So what we're going to be talking about, um, our, our topic is home improvement, right? And I know that might sound familiar because of the old TV show, which is hilarious, home improvement. But, you know, we're, we're going to be talking about how we can kind of improve ourselves, you know, spiritually. So you think about this idea or this concept of uh, home improvement. You know, when I think of a home, it's kind of prevalent for me now because, you know, I'm moving, you know, helping my parents move into their new place and then I'm moving into my new place, and so you're moving stuff from the old place to the new place and going back to the old place. You know, you're doing a lot of, of going when you're moving. Um, but moving, the biggest word I think of is change, because you're changing from one place to another. And I think here in, in Colossians chapter three, and that's going to be our main text today, guys. And again, with this podcast, we want you guys to follow along with us. You know, this is not, you know, my opinion or Andy's opinion. You know this, this is what the Bible says. So if you have your phone or tablet or physical Bible, follow along here. So we'll be in Colossians chapter three. Um, and we're going to look at kind of some things about how we can improve um, our lives. So Andy, here, here's kind of the, what's the right word? I guess here's kind of the vision, I guess, uh, that I see when I see uh, Colossians three, I think of Paul kind of as a, as a foreman. All right. So kind of like on a construction side as a foreman and Paul is Telling us, look, you need to get rid of this, but you need to replace this when you get rid of this, right? So let's start in Colossians chapter three, and I believe I want to start in verse number um, number five. Now, again, he's talking about if you're in Christ. So these are some things that you're going to do if you're in Christ, right? So here he says, first off, therefore, mortify your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate and and affection. Evil concupiscence, covetousness, which is idolatry. For these things, uh, the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in which you walked sometime, time, um, but you lived in them. But now also put off all of these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. So again, Andy, you know, you think about some things uh, in our lives. Sometimes we have to take some things out, you know, some things that we don't need in our right. lives. And so you think about, you know, anger, you know, wrath, malice, you know, if those things are are within us, you know, we need to change. And I know, Andy, you got some things to say about um, some things that we can take off in our lives here in Colossians 3.
1: Oh, right. Well, I mean, if you look at, like, the things that you just mentioned, like anger and wrath, uh, those kinds of of things, those are easy, easy to get caught up in. Yeah. You know, we, littlest things make us mad and we can just latch onto that without sometimes even realizing it. For sure. And so then it just sticks with us and it kind of invades our, uh, our spirit, so to speak.
0: Oh, see, see, now there we go. Okay, so we were talking about invading, right? So you think about your house, your physical house can be invaded by a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, in our old house, we were invaded by mice. Right. So we had two choices. We can let the mice stay or we can actually do something about it. Right. And so here, Paul is spiritually telling us, OK, if you are a Christian, you are therefore a new creature. Now, let's let's go with this idea first. Um, I'm reminded of Second uh, Corinthians chapter five, I believe, Andy. Um, I think it's verse number 17, if I'm correct. But Paul here again is talking to the church at Corinth, talking about um, being new. Um, I believe it's verse number 17. Yes. Remember, the Bible says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ. Now, remember in Colossians, verse number one, it said, If you are Christ, or if you are risen in Christ, then you will do these things. So here he's saying, If a man say he's in Christ, what type of creature is he now? He's a new creature. Old all, all things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. So, no wonder. The very first thing he tells us in verse 5 in Colossians is to mortify, right? right? And so, Andy, I think about this idea of mortify, you know, to put to death. Sometimes that, that's hard for us to do, to to put some things to death. And yeah. so you think about mortification, you know, that's kind of a, you know, a dreary subject. But yeah. notice what Paul's telling us to do. You, you brought up that word invade. If anger, wrath, malice, all that stuff is invading in your house or within you, he tells us to, to mortify that. I know you have some things to say about that as well.
1: Right. So, you know, well, at, here at the beginning, of course, like you, like we were talking about, you know, Paul lays down these things that we are already to be dead to. Right. And then, um, when he talks about the, the wrath and the anger, malice, slander and abusive speech, um, I've got a little bit of a different version here. Yeah, no, 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 that's good. It's Um, still the same thing. But so those are things I think that, you know, those among other, among other sinful or um, negative uh, things that can come into our lives. Those are things that kind of sneak up on us. Yeah. They kind of just, well, they, they can come at any time. You know, we have, we have things like this, you know, we know. We know in Christ we are to avoid immorality, right? And impurity. You know, those are things that, those are obviously things that that can still you know happen. You know, those kinds of problems can come up. But those are things that we are constantly aware of yeah. as Christians. Yeah. So things like, but you know, again, things like anger. Wow, wow, that's that's not really something that we're thinking about all the time. Yeah. So um, I really you know it's we have to be focused on you know. yeah <laughs> uh we have to be focused on on the things that that we're not constantly thinking about.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and especially, you know, when you think about like um and the way that the Bible what's the right word kind of puts words together aren't mm-hmm. there. They're there for a reason. So if you notice how he mentions this, if you go back, guys, to verse, uh, what is it? Verse number five um, in Colossians, where it talks about, okay, mortifying these things. Oh, verse um, number, number eight. So by now, put off all these things. Notice he mentions anger first. But you notice, Andy, you know, anger. So sometimes we think as Christians we can't be angry. Sometimes we think we always have to be like, you know. Care bear, cotton candy, happy at all points (laughs) in our lives. You know, that's not, you remember the Bible talks about be angry, but, but yeah, but do not sin. So it's not the fact that we can't be angry, but like you said, anger can kind of sneak up on you. And instead of being angry for the right reasons, you know, for things that God hates, you know, in Proverbs, we're angry just because for, you know, for no reason, that's what anger can do. But notice the progression here. First, he says anger, but if you think on things for too long, what does anger turn into? Turn into wrath. It turns into wrath, right? So then wrath, you're, you're kind of, you're thinking about, okay, I'm angry, but now you're thinking about, okay, now what can I do about it? So you're obviously planning something. Then anger, then wrath, then what is wrath? What's the next level, you know, above wrath? You know, that next level is malice. Mm-hmm. And so now malice is, that's when you physically, you know, want to hurt somebody, right? You know, I don't, right. I don't know if you uh, remember, I forgot what well, maybe this was 04. I can't remember, but you remember the, the, the malice in the palace? It was the, the basketball fight that happened with Ron Artest. <laughs> Notice what they called it. They called yeah. it the malice in yeah. the palace because there was so much fighting going on. And so malice, you have the intent to do something. Right, and so then once you go to malice, then you go to blasphemy. If you can't, you know, physically hurt somebody, then, okay. Now I'm going to talk about you. Right. You see how Paul is kind of showing us the um, what's the right or the progression mm-hmm. of sin. Right. You know, remember in um where's that in Psalm one I believe where it talks mm-hmm. about you know first you're you're looking, then you're standing. Yes. The next mm-hmm. thing you know, you're sitting. Right, and so mm-hmm. sin is progressive and just like you said if if i have anger within my house if i have wrath in my house or blasphemy in my house then next thing you know i'll be invaded and then after i'm invaded then i'm taken over and so i think that's why he mentions
1: those things
0: you know together and so wow. yeah so you know, you're gonna say something
1: well you know it, it is interesting you know the like you said you know a lot of the a lot of the talk about sin in the Bible. If you know, even if you look at uh the over in Galatians at the fruits of the Spirit, yeah, you know, what comes before the fruits of the Spirit oh, is the worst forgot of about flesh. That. Yeah. And those are those are very similar in the way that they are progressive. Yeah. You, know, you get you find yourself getting lost in one and then it leads to the next and the next. Mm. And and that is that is sin in a nutshell. You know, once you get Once you get lost in something small, it can blow up Mm. so quick. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So
0: now you brought that up. You see how kind of going back and forth now? Okay. So, okay. So think about this. Remember, um, you remember David. All right. So again, we can debate this over and over, you know, people say, well, you know, maybe he wasn't supposed to stay and maybe he was supposed to go for war, but the, the thing was, he wasn't there. So He's walking, you know, above his, I guess we could say his house or his castle or whatever, and he sees Bathsheba, right? Mm -hmm. And so, in a sense, he's not physically doing anything with her at all, right? But the progression starts because he looks at her first. Mm -hmm. Then after he looks at her, then people forget this. I believe in the scripture he says he sent his servant over to get her. Mm Mm-hmm. So after he sees what he likes, so essentially, kind of, if we kind of compare that to anger, anger is not necessarily doing anything right now. Anger is okay. I'm mad about something, but in this sense, he saw something he wanted. Then that turned into okay. Instead of just doing it, now go get her. Right. You know. Then after that, then okay. Now she's pregnant. Right. Mm -hmm. Now in terms of malice, you know, he actually did something. So so sin progressed. and so the thing about. I think, I forgot, I think my parents told me this a while back, but they said, you know, if you sin um, in one way and then you sin in another way, you have to figure out how to cover up the first sin in order to keep doing the sin that you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And so that's just like you mentioned, man, it's, it's like a, uh, it's like a snowball, right? You know, it continuously right. just, and the next thing you know, you're just like, dude, how did I even get here? Right. You know, and you think about David, David's like, I did all that. You know, and I think, in our lives, to make some application, you know, I don't know about you, but you know, in times where I find myself in sin, I was like, man, how did I even how did I even get here it, well, it's because you know, and I know you can relate to this as well, it started with something small,, mm-hmm. you know, then once it oh, I got away with that, you know, then okay, well, you know, maybe I'll one up it, you know what I mean, and so mm-hmm. that's why and i I love that you use that word invade" because that's what sin can do for the soul and for your house. That's what Colossians three is talking about. Sin can ultimately invade your life and become something way bigger than what you thought it was going to be. Right. And so we think about, and here's one more point before we move on to what we should put on, you know, remember we're talking about home improvement. It's great to take these things out of our lives. So let's say we have all this stuff in our lives right now. It's great to take them out. But what does an empty house do for anybody? You know, mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. Right. So if I take out, you know, wrath, anger, blasphemy, malice. So let's say we take that out of our lives. If we take it out, Andy, and we don't replace it, what do you think is probably going to come right back in?
1: With the anger? <laughs> <laughs> it's all gonna. It's all gonna get filled back up with with sin again.
0: Yep. And the thing about sin is. When it comes back and you come Mm. back, it may be worse than the first time. And that's why he says, look, it's great to take these things off, but you can't just take them off and just be happy that you have them out. You have to replace that with something in your life. And so here again, Andy, let's start and you can read verse number number 12 through, I think, 14 now. But here, now he's going to tell us, guys, what we should put on after he told us what we uh, took off here.
1: So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity.
0: So, so now we have what we should put on now. But here's the thing that I've noticed, and I don't know if you noticed this, but what was the first thing we were supposed to take off? It was anger, right? So if I take out anger out of my life, what's the opposite of anger? Contention. You see what he's doing? You You see what he's doing here, right? So everything and everything is in the Bible for a reason. So he says, look, take this off. But he tells you the exact opposite of what you should replace anger with. Right. Right. You know, so he says, you know, now instead of anger, now I want you to put on compassion or bowels of mercies, you know, and then the next one, you know, well, it's the second thing we we're supposed to take off. Right. You know, it was wrath. But what do you replace wrath with? It's kindness. with kindness. Now, kindness is being compassionate, but kindness is actually acting on it. So instead of acting with malice, now you act with kind. And we can do this all day. Oh, yeah. You know, we can. And and for time's sake, we're just not going to do it. But just to show back and forth, everything that he tells you to take off, you know, he tells you to put something on, you know, in front of that. But here's the big thing, Andy, that I want to talk about. A lot of times, and I know you've seen this so much with with youth and youth parents, Mm. they don't want to put in, and we can go on a tangent on this, but you know, we were just talking about that, you know, a while back, you know, putting in effort yes. to do things. And I know you've seen, you know, a bunch of that too. Right.
1: It, let me get my thoughts together. <laughs> so, you know, it, having the desire to, to be involved, to get your, to have your kids involved yeah. to, um, you know, have a youth group that is is healthy and functioning it does take effort and you know more and more today um we the effort has has dropped yeah a little bit
2: yeah
0: (laughs) on both sides right on the kids and the parent side
1: right and if you don't have parents that are supporting their kids and taking their kids and making sure that they are in church, at the youth events um, you know of course, and that responsibility also falls on on us yeah. to make sure that we have that we have uh things for them to do, you know things to build them up in their faith yeah. you know and it also you know along with that comes the building of our faith too yeah so it's it's all you know again it's the building concept you yeah know? it all builds on on the other thing and and it just has to be that way.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we're building something, but it takes, you know, we're talking about the house, right. It, you know, the foundation of the spiritual house is faith, right. Right. Hebrews chapter 11, you know, mm-hmm. we can go into that, but you know, if, if us as youth ministers and, and, you know, the kids that we help and their parents, if we don't all, um, if, if we're not on the basis of faith when we do the things that we do in the church, we're going to fall. Now I've seen this both ways. I've seen it where there's groups that um, everything that they do is based off of something scriptural. You know, right. they always talk about the Bible. Um, they always try to help the kids grow, but I've also seen it. And I know you've seen it too, to where, um, and this is, this is the danger of, mm-hmm. of youth groups at times where and I find myself, so I'm not perfect, I've done this before too, but you focus so much on the events mm-hmm. and, okay, what event could we hold to, to do this? Or what event can we have so everybody can show up? Or you focus so much on the fun mm-hmm. that you lose the faith. right? You know what I mean? And I think sometimes you, get a, you give kids a false sense of what being a Christian is. Well, if it's not fun, then I'm not going to show up. You know, right. if, if we're not doing anything fun, if we're not doing this or going here, then I'm I'm not going to show up. Well, they're there for the wrong reason in mm-hmm. the first place, because the reason that they should be going to those events is because of what the Bible says. Right. You know, and a lot of times, Andy, I think so many times, even youth ministers, we lead kids in the wrong direction because we want them just to strictly have fun. And no mm-hmm. wonder when they go off to college, you know, even if it's a Christian university, No wonder when they go off to college, they come back weaker and we're like, Mm -hmm. wait, what happened? They were here all the time. They went to all the events, but we weren't feeding them, um, feeding them the gospel, you know, right. Right. And so you think about this idea of putting on, right. It takes, it takes effort. Right. Um, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, examining ourselves, um, to self scrutinize ourselves to see whether we're in, what we're talking about, whether we're in the faith, right? So, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, a a girl, I meant to tell you this, a girl at um, the Youth conference this weekend, Okay. she came up and she asked a question about, okay, so what do I do if, you know, there's somebody that I want to help that's not living the right lifestyle and I want to help them so much. And I see that they're, they're a good person, but I don't know what to do, but I don't want to hang around them too much because you know, I don't want to be influenced by them, but I do want to be a light. So, you know, what am I supposed to do? You know, and I told her, number one, you're just there to be an aid. So right. if you are too close, then you can find yourself, like you said, being invaded right. by them. But then if you do nothing, then you're not being a light as the Bible commands us to do. Right. So I said you got to be careful, you know, of what you're doing right now. But she, she said something, man. She said, I feel like I have to do everything to help that one individual.
2: Mm.
0: And so you think we're both superhero guys, right? <laughs> so my guy, my guy, Superman, right? <clears throat> so I told her this and she was like, this makes so much sense. I said, you can't be Superman for everybody else.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then when it comes to your faith, your Clark Kent, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You can't. And that's sometimes where we as leaders, um, we find ourselves with that too, that sometimes we are Superman for everybody else's family, you know, all the other youth kids. But when we get home, we're drained. Right. And we're like, well, I'll just be Clark Kenton, you know, and hang out, and not be Superman for myself. Right. You know, and it takes so much effort to help people, but you know, I know you, you know, you have some things too. It takes effort to, um, to help yourself too.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, that's, well honestly you can't if you if you don't have a firm foundation in your own faith and if you're not building on your faith and and studying to to have deeper understanding yeah then everything that you do for other people is is going to have a little tint of it's just not quite there yeah yeah and and that's not really helping anybody yeah if we're doing it that way so we have to we have to make sure that we are are giving ourselves time to to focus on hey this is this is something that i need to to get better on or yeah. this is something that we need to to you know like if you know i'm i don't either, neither one of us are married <laughs> so you know um if you have a wife you know it's like okay these are things that we need to work on in our marriage so that yeah. we can help other couples or what this and that yeah so Man, oh, Now you brought that up too.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Especially when it comes to that, because I've seen, you know, I've seen couples that just happen to, you know, preach mm. to where, you know, they will, and it's not anything on their part, I guess, but you know, they will do and they will give you the shirt off their back for you and all that stuff. But you know, when it comes to their relationship, the effort for theirs is not the same as it is for somebody else's. And, you know, and just like you said, you know, obviously with us being single right now, you know, if we, you know, end up, you know, getting married or whatever, you know, we'll have to make sure that our relationship with her is strong because we can't, Mm -hmm. we can't, especially once a family's involved in a preacher's family, um, we got to make sure that she's okay in terms of spiritually, not just financially, but that she's okay spiritually and the kids. So all this effort that I'm giving at the church at lectureships at whatever I need to give double to them. And, and that's, that's what happens so many times. uh, When you talk about your house is that you allow, you throw a party Mm -hmm. for everybody when they're there, but then when everybody leaves, Oh, it's just normal. Mm -hmm. So where's that effort? And, you know, as um, you know, for me being a preacher's kid, sometimes Um, And I know a lot of other preachers kids have gone through this now, not me personally, but some kids can start resenting the church. Well, when we come here, dad helps everybody else. But then when he's at home, I don't get that same effort that dad gives to this, this family. Right. Right. And so there's so many things that um, home improvement from Colossians three embodies, and we've only hit maybe three or four, but there's so many things that we we could talk about. Um, but here's the last thing that I wanted to mention is here's kind of a warning <clears throat> about the things that we take off, right? So, you know, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, all that stuff. Um, this weekend at the youth conference here in St. Louis, um, we had brother Todd Clippert come up. Yeah. And it was dude, I wish He's it would have been this it was awesome. But what he talked about is I never thought about this. You know, he said an older Um, you know, he, he said a story about how an older woman said, you know, Satan doesn't tempt her now because she's older, you know, because she's kind of been experienced that Satan doesn't tempt her in the way that he tempts Mm -hmm. other people. And so he brought up, you know, in Timothy where he, where Paul told Timothy to, you know, avoid youthful lust. And he said, a lot of older folks, he said, maybe you're not tempted by youthful lust, but maybe you're tempted by bitterness. You know, how many times have you seen, you know, older, older people not talk to somebody because of something that happened 40 years ago? Mm. You know what I mean? So Satan might not be tempting you, you know, in, uh, you know, through movies Mm. or TV or stuff like he does us, Mm -hmm. but maybe he's tempting you with, oh, well, I want you to be mad at your brother for 40 more years or until you pass. Right. Right? And so, you know, there's so many things that Satan can use to attack us and bitterness Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy—all that stuff—he uses, and he—he's good at his job. Oh yes, oh he's yeah, he's extremely good at his job. And I know you—you probably seen it too, where somebody won't talk to somebody for years over over small stuff. Oh yeah,
1: it—you know—that it kind of, honestly, that that particular uh, analogy kind of makes me think about like Jacob and Esau.
0: Oh yeah, because
1: you know and Jacob avoided Esau for so many years because he because he thought man this guy is mad at me yeah. if he <laughs> sees me he's going to kill me um and then when he finally decided you know i mean he's getting to be an older man now yeah. you know but he decides to to let it go and you know and then things work out great and they they meet and, and they rekindle their brothership and it's, it's good. Yeah. And we, you know, it's, it's so easy again. It's so easy to get caught up in, in that idea. Like, man, this guy made me so mad and now I just can't even stand to be in the same room with him. Yeah. And you just, you can't, uh, you can't face um mm. other people without having that if you if you can't face other people without having that bitterness in your mind or you know it doesn't even have to be that mm. intense Yeah, you know if it's just there and you think about it and it just you just think about it all the time but it's not like a very prevalent thing it's yeah. still the same it's thing still the same Man. <laughs> dude <laughs> all right so
0: <laughs> then bringing up Jacob and Esau you know you, you remember when before, before they met, Jacob like had this whole plan. He's like, "All right, dudes, this is what's gonna happen." Because remember the last time, and we're gonna talk about this on Thursday with a special guest I have on. Oh, cool. But um, with Jacob, he's, the last time he saw Esau was he was like chasing him mm-hmm. like for his life. So the right. last image that I have of you is hatred, malice. I don't want to see that again. So therefore jacob i you can kind of sympathize with jacob even though it was his fault right right you can kind of sympathize with well you know how many of us would go back and talk to somebody straight up that was Mm. extremely mad at us the last time we saw them i probably you know i probably wouldn't either but you think about jacob he was like all right if this happens then we're gonna do this you know, the kids, you go back here, the women and midwives go this way. If he attacks, then y'all go this way. Like he had this whole plan of if things go south. Right. But then, you know, out of nowhere, then, then Esau comes and hugs him. Right. So what if, you know, we think about this, what if Esau held on to bitter, to bitterness, anger, wrath, Mm. would that scene that you talked about have happened? Oh no. Absolutely there's no not. way, but you know, and that's why it always if if there's two parties that are that have had conflict and are you know there's there's a rift between the two parties, sometimes you know we think that both parties um what's the right word that both parties have to be perfect to come together, mm. it only takes one side to break the ice in order for something great to come out of that. Right. Because remember, Jacob was kind of hesitant. So it's not like Jacob gave it up. Esau gave it up. Mm -hmm. And so when we find ourselves, you know, in conflict, have, you know, like you said, you know, at the anger or wrath, if one side gives it up, then we could probably solve that. And that, dude, that could be a whole nother. All right, I'm not (laughs) going to go down that rabbit hole. That could be a whole nother, a whole nother thing. But that, that's why he tells us so often, look, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, especially against brethren.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it, there's something about people in the church sometimes that we are the worst right. when it comes to holding grudges against people. Um, the Like I've heard of a congregation um, where they don't worship with another one because of what happened 50 years ago.
1: Yeah,
0: Like, dude, that was 50 years ago, and they're still, you know, holding on to those things. Right. And but that's
1: what happens. You see that, I mean, un, sadly, so much. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it is it is truly not the way that, that God had intended. I mean, you know, it, as we're reading here, you know, about the, the home improvement, yeah. <laughs> you know, that is not the kind of, of home that God wants us to live in. It's yeah. one where... There is that bitterness, or you know, just disunity Mm. and being separated from one another because so and so said this twenty years ago. Yeah, and you know, unless I mean, unless it's a a biblical doctrinal issue, right? You know, we are told so many times to forgive. Yeah, and uh, actually, I believe it. Bearing with one another and forgiving each other. (laughs) Literally, if it's imperfect.
0: And again, we talk about that with, and it's not like, okay, so let's kind of make a difference here. When there's, when there is sin involved, because remember, you know, in verse, you know, number eight, Mm -hmm. it talks about, you know, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication, all that. So when there's sin There's a difference between separation from sin. So if I'm separating from a brother because he sinned, that God commands that. Right. But when I'm separating from somebody because my feelings got hurt, Mm. God does not command that. Right. And so I think we need to differentiate between the two. When there's sin involved, God cannot be near sin. His people, you have to, you know, even in the Old Testament, sin had to be out of the camp Mm -hmm. in order for them to move forward. So when there was sin there, I'm not going to deal with it, you know, if there's sin. Right. But if I'm talking about a personal issue, well, Andy didn't shake my hand today. So I, you know, I'm not going to talk to him until he talks to me, you know, or or he took my seat in the church pew. So I have to sit back. Little petty mm-hmm. stuff. That's the stuff that we're talking about that we should, that stuff shouldn't right. happen because that's the type of stuff that grudges and all that stuff gets held for, for years right. against families, against brethren, um, just because of the little, small, petty stuff, and so right. I think we have to make sure that we differentiate when there's sin. You do not need to be near that. Right. You know, regardless of who the person is, whether he's a preacher, whether he's an elder, whether he's a deacon, if there is sin involved, that needs to be corrected before the relationship can be, you know, prepared. corrected, repaired right. again. Right. Right. And so, you know, again, that's why he talks about what you just read. When there's sin involved, first of all, when they repent. Because we have sinned before too, forbear and forgive, right? And Dad preached a sermon on Sunday. Do I still have those notes? Oh, I don't. They're in the car. But he he brought up. Uh, <clears throat> you remember with the uh, the servant who owed so much money to the to the master to the king, he, huh. and there's no way he could have paid that off. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, math in the book of Matthew, Is that or was shrewd, it Luke?
1: The shrewd manager. Yes, ah, and so
0: dad preached a sermon for where you said uh, you need to forgive from the heart Mm. that is so hard for people to do because they will they will say well i can forgive but i can't forget what you did Mm -hmm. well you know the lord doesn't do that right right so forgiving from from the heart is a i guess the only word i can think of is it's a skill like that's that's not um that's not the easiest thing to do especially if you've been wronged right it's very tough to forgive, but the Lord requires us to do that. And again, we can do those things if kindness, vows of mercies, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long suffering lies within our house. Right. But, and here, here it begs the question so those people that don't talk to each other for 40, 50 years, my, so you think about that, Andy. So, what's in their house then? You know what all I mean?
1: Right. All of the stuff that shouldn't be there. Man, that's kind of scary if you think yeah. about that. So I mean, and this is why the Bible
0: says to kind of examine ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because if we're not talking to brethren, if we're, you know, going the other way when we see somebody, well, what's in my house? You know, maybe I just got too much. And there and I'll say this too, and and you know, Andy, with this uh, you know, we like to kind of use ourselves and self examine. There was a time where I was like, I'm very competitive.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So with I don't need that much to motivate me. I need the smallest thing and I can make it giant to motivate me to prove that person wrong. (laughs) I don't need that much to motivate me. But there was a time where I was just angry. Mm -hmm. Like I held on to anger about what, you know, about certain things and I held on to that and I noticed that that started to change um, my attitude. And that Mm -hmm. also changed how it changed my preaching because I wasn't, Um, I wasn't showing bowels of mercy or kindness or whatever. I was always, you know, wrath, anger, you know, I was always thinking about, man, you know, what, if, you know, not necessarily what could I do, but I was just, I was thinking on it over and over and over and over and over again. Right. And that consumed my life for that time. But then I realized, look, man, I have to let go of that. Like you said, because if I don't let go of that, I wasn't, I was totally invaded. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I'm a totally different, (laughs) totally different person right now. Right. And like you said, that's what sin does, man. Sin, sin changes you.
1: It does. And you know, I, I can very much relate with the anger. Um, You know, there have been many, many times in my life where I've had to take steps back Yeah. because (laughs) I started, I let the anger get in and then I had a, I had felt the bitterness come in, yeah, and you and you know, I mean, people can tell, too, yeah, oh you know? yeah, I mean, if you're well, you know, I, I feel like we're both very up, <laughs> upbeat and joyfully kind of people, um, but you know, and so when when things are are, are wrong, when something is amiss, mm. you know it's, it's noticeable, yeah, like you were saying, in your preaching. Um, in your attitude towards other people, your family—you um, know—you kind of you may do or say things that you like. Whoa! I was whoa, like, whoa! What just happened? So you know, and that's and you know, uh, kind of like I mentioned at the beginning, that is so easy to to get into and not even realize that you're doing it. Yeah. Because it kind of it kind of comes on slowly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it has taken over it takes so, over so fast.
0: Cause right. I even looked at, <laughs> cause I have my, my playlist on my Spotify account. Uh-huh. And so, you know, when you listen to a certain song, you remember exactly where you were, like when you first heard it or like why you liked that song. Right. So there was like, a, like a 15 to 20 to 30 songs that, you know, and the playlist goes in order to when you put it there. Right. And so all these songs were there at the same time, like 40 yeah. plus. And all of them and you know they weren't bad, or but all <laughs> right, of them were right. like, were like aggressive, right? You know, like hard guitar, hard. I was like, whoa. Yep. I was like, at this point, I was like, and it even it seeps into what you do, right? So I mean, your music aligns with your anger, your mm-hmm. your speech aligns with your anger. How you, you know, everything, whatever you have in your house, that's how your life is going to going to coordinate. Mm-hmm. And I looked back, I was like, man, like I really saw how dark you know, sin can, can turn you. Right. And that's, but when all this other stuff in verse 12 is in our lives, then, but that also can change you too, but but for the positive. And I think both of us, you know, understand that now, right. You know, obviously, like you said, we know, we're both, you know, happy, go lucky guys, but we understand bowels of mercies, kindness and humbleness and all that stuff, effort to keep that in because, you know, evil still happens. And when it does happens, it's very easy to take that bowels of mercies out and switch it right back
2: mm-hmm.
0: with with that anger that you once felt. And right. you can go. It's kind of like riding a bike if you really think about it. When it goes back to anger, because right. if you're angry about something and you think about it, you go right back to that moment and right. all those feelings. It just comes right back. And yes. Satan's got you right where he wants you. Right, right. And so that's why today, guys, we talked about you know home improvement. And I hope that you guys will not be like verse number eight but change to verse number 12 and put on these things. Right. Because once we do that, then the Lord can use us. And, you know, he says, if you're in Christ, then you're going to look on those things, you know, in verse number 12. And so I've appreciated Andy being on uh, today. You know, we ended up, we told each other before the podcast, it's probably going to be like 30 minutes. We're probably going (laughs) a solid hour. And So that's what, again, we talk about that's what Mm -hmm. happens. Not only when you get two preachers together, (laughs) But that, that's what happens when you talk about the scripture and you want to, you've actually implemented it and you change, and you want other people to do the same thing that the scripture talks about because it, it's, it works, you know, it, it really does work. So I appreciate Andy coming down and, uh, and being on with me on the podcast. Hopefully we can have him down, um, again, you know, we'll talk about some more things, but, uh, before we get out of here, Andy, is there any, you know, social media or anything else that you want to plug before we get ready to go?
1: Um the only social media I have is uh, Facebook. So uh, if you'd like to message me there, I'm, you can find me at uh, Andrew David Barbeau. Um, that's my full name. I <laughs> <laughs> have, have to go the government name, <laughs> right. but
0: I will put that um, you'll, you'll see Andy's name on my Facebook page. Um, once I put the podcast link, then you'll see his link and you can add him as a friend on there and, And, you know, I know that he's willing to ask questions and answer to the best of his ability. And I know he'll give you uh, scripture um, for for whatever question that you have. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Hopefully on Thursday, Lord willing, uh, we'll have another podcast with another guest on. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.